I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. All right. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Match week 34 recap. We are recording on this fine Wednesday Eve, the eve of a bachelor party, Patrick. It's calm before the storm in many a sense, in a footballing sense as well. And uh, in this latest installment of the season sent from hell to punish me for my amazing childhood, there was a Prem de la Prem Bowl this past weekend. There sure was, James. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick, I don't know how it felt like to you, but to me it was the writers of the Fast and Furious franchise sitting down in a room to write the sequel, which <laughs> for all the movie buffs out there was called Too Fast, Too Furious. And they were wondering how they could top the reverse fixture with something so high in neutral entertainment, yet lacking in respectable quality. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did it. By they God, pulled it off. they pulled it off. And this time in your favor. So I think if everyone at home virtually, we don't have to hear it, but just in your brains, just clap it up for Patrick. I think mm-hmm. you could really appreciate it. Pause for claps. Yep. Thank All you. right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well done, everyone. Did a bang up job there. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, James, it's the it's the prim, the primble uh, we deserved. Uh, both teams <laughs> on form, a little sloppy, game fulfilled. Uh, tick the entertainment box. Always great to be up two minutes into a game with some tense energy into it. Yeah, uh, settle the nerves. Uh, yeah, really, really helps the step nerves forward. Alex Tellez at four at four oh. thirty two in the morning really settles you. <laughs> Patrick, the fullbacks were really the story of that game, weren't they? I, uh, the analogy I made about who could find the trigger to the gun to shoot themselves in the foot fast enough was really apt. Top of mind, uh, went against my better judgment. I did wake up at 4.30 for that game. Yeah. Being a chaotic energy. Nuno is, is, is straight up chaos. You're, you're going to live by the Nuno sword and die by the Nuno sword. When yeah. that guy gets going forward, he can really bomb forward. You can see he's got some athleticism in him. But, man, decision-making in the box, both boxes <laughs> – in just, between the boxes. Yeah, really really just anywhere on the pitch. Decision making's <laughs> questionable. Uh, but man, he's just a he's a freak athlete. Made a crazy run to get that goal. Uh yeah, was, he was up there, wasn't he? Yeah. Don't know how he got that far up the field. Yeah. He was he was up there and he made something happen. Good God. That was like me settling into my couch four thirty, already a curmudgeon because I told myself to do it and yeah. I got exactly what I deserved. Mm-hmm. Um well, Patrick, you've been kind enough to allow the Prem de la Prem Bowl talk to be curtailed to a quick hitter segment. So we're a little short on time today. You know, we're busy, guys. we got lots going on. So yeah. I guess what we're going to do, pick out the eight most interesting teams and storylines and in turn ask each other yes or no questions. Now, correct me if I'm wrong because you conceived this brainchild. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like this is not open for interpretation because the question asker is going to make it clear why the response was correct or not. Right. So if I ask you a question, James, it is a yes or no question, which might seem like it's asking for an opinion. Mm. Uh, but in mm-hmm. fact, could not be further is, from the truth. No, it's acting for asking for a very specific answer. So it's forward four. We'll, we'll keep score. See how many of us get it right. right. I've got mine written out in front of me. So, you know, 
Um, I'm not making it up as I go along just to win the game. Yeah. Code. Yeah. Patrick, I'm going to phrase all these like um, sarcastic rhetorical questions. <laughs> and you better have the same answer. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Jo- I mean. Unclear brief yet again. Uh, it's my specialty. <laughs> so who knows what you're getting. James and I, yeah, we, we, we aligned on a high-level concept. Maybe not even a high level or a concept. And, uh, yeah, we're about to see what happens. But this is what we do here, folks. Bring you content knowing James is going to be, you know, a little worse for the wear post-bachelor party. So next week's going to be tough. Better time than any to send it, Patrick. And why don't I go ahead and kick it off with an amount of salt that anyone south of the border would be proud of. Uh Patrick, for Arsenal, will the fan threads about refs having an agenda against Arsenal start to die down? Yes, James, because we've got England's little golden boy. and His name is Bukayo Saka. And what's going to happen is... Makes a lot of sense. We're going to start to get all of the calls going our way because he's getting hacked down. Everybody loves him. Sweet little innocent kid, God's <laughs> child, point to the skies. Tugging great, at the heartstrings of this emotional campaign. Great Sp- smile. Uh, and that's just the facts, James. So, yes, Arsenal, the, the, the conspiracy theories will die down. Uh, Patrick, because we're going to get things coming back our way with the English youth we have. In the immortal words of White Goodman, spare me. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> the answer is absolutely not. And you know why? <laughs> you know why? We just need us fans... We're fans short for fanatic, isn't it? We need something to hold on to. We need agenda. We need bias. We need to feel like it's us against the world. And I will credit, when I say we, I mean we collectively. Arsenal fans have been known to take it to the next level, um, such as the spawn of AFTV itself. You know, they've Mm -hmm. been known to be the best to ever do it. And I do not imagine the ref agenda will stop anytime soon throw Chelsea out the window throw United out the window let's just keep those ongoing video clips of Martinelli getting the double yellow running we'll be just fine the answer is absolutely not you know what James I should have seen that one coming um but great question um great answer James this one might seem like an obvious one Mm -hmm. about your Manchester United but I think it's 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 important to, to understand. You can't uh, see me, but I'm in blocking stance right now if I'm a boxer, ready to parry. Are Manchester United <laughs> hopes for top four dead and gone? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Patrick. A hundred percent. They should have been dead and gone a long, long time ago. And the scary thing is, we'll have played two more than, uh, than Arsenal and Spurs. And we're going to go out tomorrow against Chelsea, missing eight first-teamers just because they don't feel like playing. I think Eddie Cavani's in Uruguay, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Passing the ball, scoring the goal. Taking the piss. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to go out there and have a shameless 2-0 loss at Old Trafford. You, you heard it here first, but I'm not. you don't need to have a crystal ball or be a mind reader to tell you that one. But I'll tell you what, Patrick, if for some godforsaken reason we eke out a dub against ownerless Chelsea be three points off top four and the loonies will be right back that's how insane this race for top four has been but I'll keep it as brief as I could possibly be at this point after my original rant and leave it at top four is done put a fork in it it's over James that's the correct answer Uh, they got four games left likely need to win out to get it done uh, and all of them are difficult fixtures on form. So I think it's it's all said and done for top four. We're looking at Europa League. Patrick, next we've year moved. For the boys. Uh, 
We're taking one from the Arsenal playbook. We've already mentally moved on to let's get a feel for the youngsters in a lesser competition next year. Dude, it's brilliant. It's really mm-hmm. brilliant. It does wonders for your mental health. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Go know ahead. what kind of mental trip I've been on, but I'm hoping <laughs> it slows down. Zen James is also <laughs> dead and gone. <laughs> oh, man. That was from, like, the Ollie period. Where I was yeah. like, this is the worst it's going to get. <laughs> This oh. is rock bottom. <laughs> Trapdoor. <laughs> Eels. All right, James. Uh, question number two. You're up one nothing, mind you. Oh, okay. Okay, got it. Well, don't tell me it's a score count because I can, you know, feasibly I could just change the answer on whatever you say. Irregardless, Patrick Everton. Will Frank Will Frank Lampard ever come back from it if he gets Everton relegated? No, mm-hmm. no, James, he won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I don't think he has the, um, at this stage, kind of the humility to go build himself back up from nothing, uh, which is what he would need to do. He would need to go to a, you know, mid to low table championship side, in my opinion. And just and really, graft. Yeah, and really graft. And punditry is going to be a lot easier, pay a lot more. And he's pretty hilarious already in front of the camera. So I think at the very least he would take some time off from coaching. Uh, but then, yeah, I do think he would be relatively toast after that. I'd find I, I don't know what mm-hmm. I I don't know who would be calling him. Yeah, I mean maybe Pat, MLS or something something weird like that. Just get a weird flashy yeah. inter Miami friends and family discount from totally Max. NYCFC could 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 fit. Oh He's right, a yeah, got there. a little history there. Yeah. yeah, Patrick. Quick aside, I don't know if you saw this make the rounds, but Lampard is the king of making a joke answer in a coach presser and then realizing it probably wasn't the right time to make a it's joke. The, it's the best and go stone face real fast. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's the absolute best. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but hey, let's I mean, let's not hold it in suspense. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. I really don't think he does, Patrick. And granted, you know, there's still time. It could they could they could finish 17th, survive and then, you know, plot for a better future and figure out where it all went wrong, but a team of this quality should not be going down. And much like the Manchester United blame pie, you got to dole out your slices between the players, the ownership and the coach, but Lampard's got to be doing better here. He, they, yep. they weren't in the drop zone when he came on. So he's no. made them, you know, arguably he's made them worse. The Chelsea job didn't go his way. Darby was the only occasion where he came out with credit. And I feel like fans have already forgotten about him for another former England superstar turned coach. And it's, it's not looking good. I, but I think you're exactly right. Like he might go graft at Blackpool for a few seasons and then he'll show up in the news. Like, remember this guy? Former Chelsea great. Yeah, it would. And if he can rebuild himself, you know, fair play. It, it, it does seem like he's just doesn't have that level of managerial skills at this point in his career, which it's that weird transition for these illustrious players and maybe not even like that illustrious of player, right? Like the likes of, a uh, you know, Mikel Arteta, right? Like the, the job that he took, like what's his step two if Arsenal flames out? So it's, it's a bold jump uh, for these folks to make. Uh, even Steven Gerrard, mm-hmm. and he's not, and, and Villa we could talk about is not really performing all that well. So you just wonder, are they making too quick of a jump into too big of a job? Uh, you know, 
very few managers have been able to do that successfully. Pep is one of the few who I think started at yeah. such a high level. There's not many that can do it. And it's not it's not really a knock on Frank. It's just it takes you gotta be elite at something else, which is a crazy thing to think about. Right. Right. And it's not it's not an easy transition by any means. It's interesting comparing you know, the coach trajectory of Lampard, Gerard, Rooney, albeit at different stages. Um, Lampard, he's on like a sliding ladder of finder level where it's like, mm. okay, he was maybe comparable to an Ollie at, at Chelsea where it's like a manager clearly out of his depth. So let's figure out where you're at. Everton not looking so great. Gerard, I think he'll get the benefit of the doubt for a little while. And people forget he had a really he had a very good run at Rangers, which is a real like yep. grind role. Um tough and, league. You know, usurped Celtic at that. So, you know, I think he'll get a bit more time. And then Rooney, I'm so grateful he hasn't leaped at like the Everton job or gone to be an assistant at United. Um I'm I'm just glad he's, you know, sticking with it and earning his stripes and then you work your way up to a to a Premier League role. You don't just jump into it. Right, right. I mean, how many? Um, I don't. You don't even. Know, you wouldn't call it a success yet. But good first season out of Vieira at Palace, I'd say, better yeah. than I would yeah, have expected. Yeah. Uh, and he had f- plenty of experiments before this that did not go well. But they were at in the MLS and the French league. Uh, I'm not sure if he's if he's managed anywhere else. But it's. I mean, you cutting your teeth in in the Premier League is a. It's a tall a, task. It's a funny one, Patrick. And on the Vieira, just like dovetailing off of that mention, um, Frank DeBoer is in the news a lot relative to Eric Ten Hag coming into sure. United because he was, um, I think he won the title of the Eredivisie with, with Ajax like three or four seasons in a row. You yep. know, it's very similar resume to Ten Hag. Dude lasts seven or eight games at Crystal Palace. Like one of the worst, I think he'll go down in infamy as like one of the worst appoints appointments of all time mm-hmm. and you get the you get the flip of, of Vieira who like was flaming out at an MLS team and Nice and stuff like that so yeah it, it's, it's really interesting the way these these managers find their feet yep absolutely all right James I got a question for you okay I don't did even know Liv- what team we're on did Liverpool have to win out to win the league uh it's a yes and, Patrick. It's a yes and. And I know this doesn't really make sense, but both teams have to win out to win the league. Mm-hmm. I think Liverpool and City need to win out because the expectation is that they will. And if you drop points, it's like it's like a fat kid falling into a tiger pen at the zoo. Like there's blood in the air. <laughs> you know? Exactly, We're going to catch that scent. It's going to be Harambe had- 2.0. I had that exact thing written down. Oh, you uh, did? So, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I stole it. Yeah, so I'm glad you said it. Uh, but James, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're now up two to one. Um, Fantastic. Yes. Liverpool. Synergy. If Liverpool so much as tie, City need either to draw twice or lose one of these following fixtures. Home to Newcastle and Villa and away to Leeds, Wolves and West Ham. It's just not going to happen. It's I can see dubs, draw, right? maybe, away to Wolves, away to West Ham. Uh, those those will be tough places to get points, but you still expect City to be able to do it. Uh, and I agree with you. I think same thing on the other side. So, fair play to you. Yeah, yeah, this is such a weird one. Like, who do you have more confidence in right now? As a quick aside, like, where's the confidence meter? Because at City, it got real squeaky against Brighton. Ended up three nil. 
So the scoreline mm-hmm. didn't do it justice. But up until the 53rd minute, the empty had was uh, living up to its name. They were a bundle of nerves. And yeah. you know, they got it over the line. But I feel like Liverpool is just rolling teams over right now at will, one way or another. Um, so I, I think the wind is in Liverpool's sails, personally. I would agree. Yeah, the, the, the pressure for me lies solely on Manchester City. Uh, Liverpool are, you know, not... They, Liverpool are in with a, uh, with, with a quad shout here. Uh, they've, they've got one, t- one, one cup. They're in the semifinals mm-hmm. of another. They're in the final of another. And they're right on track for the league. And so I think that City, if City... If City drop points, I think that they are going to expect Liverpool to overtake them. So for me, it's City's to lose. Uh, Liverpool has just got to be waiting in the wings, which they will do, winning games, for City to maybe have a slip-up. And so for me, Liverpool doesn't have any pressure. They just got to keep cruising, keep doing what they're doing. They could potentially even win a a, a cup treble and lose the league. That's certainly in play, which would be a crazy crazy season. Uh, And probably the first team to ever win a domestic cup, a European cup, and lose the league uh yeah i'm sure that's actually happened but in any case uh yes in any case liverpool yeah. gotta win out so off to you okay over to the the title competitors to manchester city patrick do you envision pep making one big head scratcher decision between now and the end of the campaign like no real, i don't huh no i don't uh I think that Pep has such an abundance of tools right now um, and with the opponents set out before him, uh, I think you've seen him not make any crazy changes against Liverpool. I think you'd think he could take the game to Villarreal should they flip something in the reverse fixture. Uh, and against Real Madrid, that's probably the only place it might happen, but I don't think so. I think Pep will, Pep will say, he'll say we'll go toe-to-toe. Yeah, we'll go toe-to-toe. Uh, we just did it. It was hectic. Uh, but we were, you know, we were the better team. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you, you were probably lucky to get out of there with, with three points. Very opportunistic on, uh, on Madrid's side. And you have to give them all the credit in the world. Uh, but I thought they were, they were effectively played off the pitch in, in what was a really epic game. Uh, so I think that I think the Pep will stick to his guns this time. I think he's it, he has to, James. He has to. <laughs> he just has to. Yeah, he just has to. Uh, he has to see what we all see. Just do. Just keep being excellent, Patrick. I'm gonna have to go with yes on this one, and only wow. out of honor. Only out of honor of what I had written down on the page. And I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous for him because. There's some injury troubles abound. There's Kyle Walker out. I don't know if he's coming back. John Stones pulled up in the Real Madrid game. Now suddenly he's looking down the end of the bench. He's like, ooh, Fernandinho put in a good pass as an assist. Maybe uh, he's got a good run out as a winger in him. Just start <laughs> start really manipulating the field. Um, it, it, it's a concern. It's a concern for me. Okay. Maybe we'll okay. leave it there. We'll leave it there. Over to uh, – unless you want to do Spurs. Right? Maybe we do – you got Spurs, right? And then we can do the uh, the bottom of the table. Yeah, I got Spurs. Okay. Uh, this one should be a fun one for you. James, is the North London Derby a must-win for Tottenham Hotspur? Well, Leo certainly thinks so. Uh, yeah, Leo agrees. Yep. 
Yep, it's a must win. It's a must win, absolutely. Because I'm looking at the game proceeding. They're going to Liverpool. It's not going to go well for him, Patrick. It's not going to go well for him. I. It's it's hard to know what to expect from any of these teams chasing top four. But just purely, if you've got a trip to Anfield on the books, you've already got ground to make up. So I'm going to go with yes. James, that's exactly it. They're oh. likely to drop points there. You wouldn't know, as you said, what else, you know... <laughs> Tottenham and Leicester, far from a foregone conclusion this weekend. The same thing with Arsenal and West Ham and Arsenal and Leeds leading up to it. So you don't really know what you're going to get out of all these teams. That's the one guarantee on the schedule, which has the potential to put them five points off the pace. So draw or worse, I'm willing to guarantee Arsenal secure fourth. Yeah, must Patrick, Spurs. I, uh, I got a quick flip for you. I know this is a little off script, but how do you feel as an Arsenal fan going back to playing teams that have nothing to play for? Is it terrifying? <sighs> well, you'd think West Ham have something to play for. <laughs> Leeds are fighting in a relegation battle. Spurs are fighting for for top four. Then it's Newcastle who, they seem to be up for these games, you know? And then I think we're yeah. closing the season at Everton, which if the stakes Home are Everton. what they, yeah, yes. Um, if the stakes are what they could be, uh, that game has all the makings it's of be complete amazing. and utter mayhem. And it's going to be amazing. Just a real dirty chip. I, if the stakes are Arsenal win and they get Champions League and Everton lose and they get relegated, I, I will. You, you have to put a bet on somebody getting a red card in that game. It will. It has <laughs> to happen. There's no way those two teams keep their composure if things don't go yeah. the way they want them to. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Could not agree more. Uh, but no, I am terrified, James. You don't want to be in the position of power. As nice as it is when it happens, as soon as you have this transition of power, we saw United bottle it. We saw Spurs bottle it. We saw Arsenal bottle it. Then we saw Spurs take it back, and now they bottle a little bit. Now Arsenal has it. It's this game of hot potato, James, and right now we got just a yeah. big steaming russet potato with all the <laughs> topics, and we got to carry it to the table without, without just dropping it on the floor because it's too hot. And Dinner there's five served. games left. Yeah, NBA street style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think exactly. you said it. Be- I think you said it best. It's it's a discombobulated relay race where you just want to receive the baton as close to the finish line as possible. Yep, yep. And there's still like the burden of expectation is crushing. Yep, and it's all uh, for especially for Arsenal fans. I think it's uh, they say act like you've been there before, but this this group of players hasn't been there. The manager hasn't been there. The fans are so desperate for it. There is a desperation around the Emirates when we were in mm-hmm. fourth place. And then there's the excitement when we're not because we're, we're fighting for it. So it's going to be crazy. Crazy finish. Yeah. Okay. I'll go um, in a uh, in a surprising move. I went with Watford here just because I think it'll be interesting to talk about. And then you can bring us home with Burnley. Um, and if we want to say a word about Leeds, that's fine. I, I got nothing for him right now. But uh, Patrick Watford, do you think they're going to take a crack at hiring one more manager? This year? This, this yes. This season. With, uh, with five games to go. <laughs> no, James, I don't. It's uh, looking like a snack. It, Nine it points, just, that's, you know, three wins, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's also Watford, James. Uh, they're not getting three wins. It's just not happening. How many they got all year? They got six. Six. They've lost four on the trot. <laughs> And I suppose if you want to look at their schedule, they do have a Burnley. They do have Everton. I'd even say Leicester's a winnable game. So could could they get those three wins? Yes. But where's that taking them? That's probably not – I mean, that, that 
yeah. you're not going to be you're not going to be in safety with uh, 31 points. That would put him at. So for me, right. just ride it out, get it sorted in the off season. Uh, you're trash. Go down with Norwich. Come back in two years. Go down with Mason f- Mount. Yeah, high five Fulham on the way, and then you know we'll see you again. But no, uh, don't hire yeah, anybody. Okay, else. I'll rephrase it. I'll rephrase it just for just for laughs. Do you think it's crossed the owner's mind in the last week or so, just staring at Roy Hodgson, just ambling around the training pitch in the Umbro ninety eights? <laughs> Is he just like ah, going through the old Rolodex of managers? Yeah, Sam, Sam Allardyce staring him back in the face. Yeah, I mean, especially when you see what um, Everton are capable of. Uh, Leeds are going on a. I mean, Leeds are actually in a decent run of form, unbeaten in five. Burnley won, or you know, only lost one out of their last five. So, right. It just seems like it's too far gone. You would have liked him to think about it a few weeks ago. So maybe he thought about it, decided against it, but he had the opportunity a few weeks ago. Okay. All right, bring us home with Burnley then. All right. Are Burnley vindicated in their decision to sack mm. Sean Dyche yet? I'm glad you brought this up, Patrick, because this is like a genuine talking point I was thinking about since we last potted. Unbeaten, uh, two wins on the trot in three games. Michael, don't call me MJ Jackson. What are we going to do with you? I think they have to feel vindicated, Patrick. And 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 what's been ringing in my mind since it, since it, it all went down was this is what separates the average from the good from the great owners. Making a wholesale unpopular opinion but feeling deep down in your in your gut that it was the right call and you know it's been with three games since it's happened two wins and a draw very very impressive and you just have to imagine there was something rotting going on behind the scenes with Sean Deitch and it might not have been to anyone's fault like it might not necessarily have been the player's fault um, or Sean Deitch's fault maybe there was just an element of stale air that needed to be they took a gamble on refreshing it with eight games left in the season. And I think you got to take, you got to start walking a little bit, a little bit of it back, ushering a little bit of an apology there. Cause they've put themselves in a great position to stay up. Haven't they? They have James, but the answer is no. Oh, they wow. Need, Set me they, up there. Yes, I did. Uh, they need to stay up to be vindicated. And here's why Sean Deitch, if they had gone down, was going to be able to bring them back up. I guarantee it. I mean, I can't possibly prove that, but I guarantee it. But it's guaranteed. So if if they're able to stay up, then yes, absolutely they'll be vindicated. I would even think if they stay up and it's the same old thing as far as an investment goes, I don't even know if they're vindicated there if they just delayed kind of the inevitable one year further because of what Sean Deitch had built there as far as a consistent performer. Uh, but of course, it's all going to come down to the, to the end of the season for me. Uh, not yet. A little bit of a bounce. Everton's still going to be chomping at the bit to get it back. Uh, but looking at Burnley's schedule, Watford, Villa, Spurs, yeah. Villa again, Newcastle. Wait, wait, what? They play Villa twice, rescheduled <laughs> games. Remember, Burnley, you want, you all want to talk about Arsenal. Burnley was the real game in hand FC the whole time. The whole time. And they got two games against Villa. Take Villa, off the are, mask, it was them yeah, the whole time. Villa, who are performing horribly. You sure are. Horribly. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when the last time that they they won was. Early in January, I think. Well, no, they won in. Uh, I suppose they they won a couple along the way here, but they haven't won in a while. They've been getting embarrassed in some of their fixtures. So 
that there are winnable games there for Burnley. There's points to be had mm-hmm. there. So I think the work's left to be done to be vindicated, James. But to give you credit in a, your relatively astute observation, they've set themselves up well for the closing five games. That's what's going to go on my gravestone, by the way. Relatively astute. And by the way, speaking of relatively astute, Burnley, Aston Villa, that's the Claret and Blue Derby, Patrick. I hope for the one on May 19th, they just trot them out wearing the same kit. Yeah, like when you're playing FIFA and they just don't even bother to change it, and then you're just stuck with right, you know, playing right. you're a full just, game where you can't tell who's who. You're in a game of chicken on, uh, on, the, on the FIFA EA servers, and you've both selected all-time France in your running home kit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, been down that road. Sure uh, have. But no, sure you gotta have. you got you gotta like where um, where Burnley's positioned right now. All right, what was the name of that segment, Patrick? Uh, we don't have time to prepare a normal episode, so here's some quick hitters. Quick hitters brought to you by James <laughs> and Patrick. <laughs> solar.com and solar.com. Get some solar today. Mm-hmm. Freak of the week, Patrick. <laughs> Every time I say that, I just like think of max <laughs> just being real disappointed with his investment <laughs> it's a new year we need to re-up yeah new year new us freak of the week patrick for me it's jordan pickford with mm-hmm. the most egregious display of shithousery i think i've ever seen at anfield in a merseyside derby no less he's getting the uh, double freak yeah frank lampard really set the tone when he said he would snatch a draw against liverpool um, in one of those classic, like, he said it as a joke and then realized his team was in a relegation zone for a team that's never been relegated before in the entire history of the English Football League. So he, uh, yeah, he really took a moment to steal himself after that. Um, <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. He did the classic kind of, like, full heel wink at the camera almost where uh, he catches a ball in the air, can easily hold it on two legs, and hits the deck. Taking the, um, oh, here's a good question for you. Is the six seconds in the goalie's hand rule the most abused rule in football? It has to be, right? It's not real. No. It's only called when people want to be corrupt. Patrick, if you want to know, if you were to rank, like, my palpable anger at watching a football game, it's when United's trailing and I'm audibly counting out one two three when the other keepers got the ball that's me at my worst yeah yeah you don't want to be there you don't want to be there that's good for no one it's good for no one <laughs> anyway what you. was i saying <laughs> yeah James, but yeah, it was jordan pickford peak, peak shithousery uh and you have to say you know did everton have a better route it could, I guess if we're going to talk about like the, the setup, could Lampard have put them in a better position to try to get a point or three there? I don't really think so. I no, think they were dangerous. I, don't I think, think they so. put the ref in some position to make some tough choices. Uh, they didn't go their way. But you know, for, as far as like what opportunities you would have expected them to have versus Liverpool, that was a fairly competitive game. I've got – yeah, no, I've got no bones about it. I think, I think it is one of those things – for Everton, and I made a joke about it with Lampard, I think saying, yes, we would snatch a draw against this Liverpool team at Anfield is totally fine and like yeah. not out of touch. Um, I mean, I'm almost impressed where he didn't just set out the team to have a low block, defend for their lives. It was, yes, that, but also try and piss them off. 
Like, try and get under the skin of every single player and the fans. Like, make emotion the key element of this game. And it almost paid off for them. It got to, what, the 60th minute? And then that it's just the moment of class that sets it apart. Like, little one-touch pings around the box and Salah floating one in for, for Robertson, who's, like, in the mm-hmm. six-yard box. Insane verticality. Yep. Yep, big uh, freak. That was your Okay, that was your freak, too? Yep, big freak. Yep, double freak. Understood. Understood. Okay. Well, Patrick, here's my beast of the week. My huge beast of the week. Gabriel Jesus. Mm. Gabriel Jesus. And around Easter, it just feels fit that we're giving it to Jesus. Uh, Tell a man his job is under threat and watch the lad go to work. The boy put in four goals against Watford over the weekend. One against Real Madrid, I believe. Um, He's always been that classic case of I can't exactly articulate how good he is because he's an unknown quantity. Mm. But here's my bone to pick. How is he the one who loses out to Erling Holland come in and not like a Raheem Sterling? It, I, I have to imagine Gabriel Jesus is more important to that team than Raheem Sterling, especially because they all can can play. I guess the, the salient point is none of them can play striker but they've mm. all been playing a rotating three across the top at any point in time. So it seems a little cruel to me that he's the one who loses his job, but huge beast for standing up when it counts. Yeah. Yeah. It would be um, lovely if some of the early rumors are true. He seems to be on Arsenal's short list. And I think that would be a, a magnificent signing. Uh, for some the say he uh, really doesn't want to go to the Emirates. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. That wouldn't entirely shock me. Uh, but you know, we'll see. We get Champions League first choice striker at a Premier League club, getting fit for the World Cup. I think there's a pitch to be made there. Adieu, do your worst. Call me if you need support. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, huge beast, James. Huge beast. I'd agree with you. I think Raheem Sterling. I've also there's there's been rumors that he's been getting getting looks as well from uh, from abroad, and that seems to be his next preferred destination. So. They might be losing the both of them. Then, of course, you still have mm. Foden, Grealish, Mares, and you know who else? I mean, they, they, you know, if they get Holland, you know, and they have lights out. Yeah, I mean, what do they? What do they really need? I mean, maybe you get another guy just for depth because you can afford it. Yeah, you know, you're just another, you're like, just into collectibles at that point. Yeah, that kind of feels like a fit for Dembele, just to have some just bench fodder that <laughs> you know could be a spark every now and again, and yeah. will, you know work relatively hard. You know, something just, crazy like that. Who knows? Uh, throw my, some guy yeah go ahead yeah go ahead. yeah no my freak of the week just sticking with the beast um or my beast of the week sticking with the freak theme i'm going with allison for the mm, retort mm. in the 90th minute 91st minute Little whatever it was yang. yeah same goal uh same shithousery uh but met to a much different response from the home faithful uh i love i love me a little bit of banter especially when he did it with the stone face uh and for me that's just it's just dunking on somebody, and he did it. He did it at the Anfield. And I can't even after the Champions League today. I just love watching like high intensity games at the Anfield. Yeah. It's such an atmosphere. Uh, so just to see that played off the crowd, huge beast. It's so upsetting because like everything culminates <laughs> in my like my own personal nightmare. But I watched that and I was like, damn, that's cool. <laughs> I was it's just great. It, it, yeah, it was tops. It was tops. Just like I want to see that get taken to. The Simeone teams out in Spain. Just give them a taste of their own medicine. Mm-hmm. Well, we got two English sides going to the Spanish sides in the Champions League to protect the lead. So it's time to bring the shithousery on the road. 
Mm-hmm. Francis Drake style. Uh, goal of the week, Patrick. So I got a caveat here. Um, I went into this consciously asking myself, how do I not give this to Granite Xhaka? So, you know, that's on the table. That's on the table. We're all adults here. So let me tell you about Rodri and City's third goal against Watford. Now that was an outside-of-the-box finish. A chest down, taking it on the bounce, finishing the top left corner right under the bar. Sweet as a nut. Goal of the week. Rodri, third goal against Watford and nobody else. Well said, James. I'm giving mine to Miguel Almiron. Uh, This goal, James, was an absolute thing of beauty. Uh, from a guy who we've seen have all of the skills you need except finishing, uh, but really quick and swift counter, uh, took the took a brilliant touch at speed, lost um, the Palace defender. What what game was this? Newcastle. Oh, against oh okay all right. You went for the game a week ago. Got it. Got it. Got it. What do you mean a week ago? Well, Newcastle played more recently against Norwich, which is why I got confused. Oh, I understand. Um, That's okay. I understand, li- James. Yeah, no, it's totally fine. Oh, totally God. fine. I can't believe this <laughs> happened again. Um, yeah, Miguel Amaron, goal sick. It was a while ago, though, so whatever. Next segment. <laughs> it's your segment. Welcome to Jenner District. <laughs> um, James, we're going to do a quick one here. Uh, we actually had a good week last week until Lester freaking bottled it in my face. Um all they had to do was beat Everton and gave up a stoppage time equalizer for a perfect district. But we did hit our donkey with the Arsenal plus 300. So the boy's feeling himself. We're going to keep it rolling with the Liverpool and City uh, parlay. So the both of them went in this week at minus 114. Like it's that? Just, it's amazing. Like uh, this that? is. I, I might just do this every just week. Print the money. It, I might just do this every week until these teams aren't good anymore. It just seems like a solid bet that you're getting it close to even odds. Um, and then my, uh, what's it called? The Mittaball is Burnley going to Watford. Uh, they're at plus 175, James. I you think, think Watford, they're going to keep cruising? I think, that's a, I think that's a banana peel game. I think it might be. I think it might be, but I don't, trust, the there. I don't trust Watford uh, as far as I can throw them. James, and I can throw him pretty far. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going with Burnley, uh, plus 175 on the meatball. And then for my uh, – James, you're going you're gonna to absolutely love this. I'm calling this one the Sunday London Triple. So we're going with Spurs over Leicester, Chelsea over Everton, and then Arsenal over West Ham. Technically, you could take that game either way and still call it the same thing. Uh, and that's a parlay going at plus 378 for mm. me, James, for those three teams to get the dub. And that's the donkey. That's the donkey, of course, yes. It's a, yes. You're riding the, the donkey in a London, banking on these three teams, these underperforming teams. Oddly, I think Everton hosting Chelsea is the 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 least likely of these to happen. I actually agree with that. Yeah. But to expect a result... Out of these three teams on the same day. Feels like a fool's errand. It's diabolical, Real James. Fool's errand. That's why it's donkey. <laughs> That's why I'm in this seat and you're over there. The boys never hit a double donkey. So see, <laughs> see me on the next pod. And Call see it if, a triple. Yeah, see what the energy's like if I can roll three in a row. Love it. Love it. All right, Patrick. Thank you so much for your time. Wisdom. Oh, input. Thank you. Fans, thank you for having a listen. Maybe you're uh, on a walk. 
pretending mm. you're doing work, anything of the above. Uh, and we'll catch you next time. I think what we're going to do, Patrick, looking at the old sketchy here, mm-hmm. is link back up. Got some tasty fixtures next weekend. So your boy's out of the bachelor party, but we will be back the weekend after match day 36. And we'll bring it all to you as we roll this one along the finish line. See you next time. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.